Alright, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? Is LJ Talks Facts right here? <clears throat> Gonna spit some facts. Like always, of course. So we got a lot to talk about today with wrestling. Doing my Friday Night Smackdown review from yesterday. I do want to let you guys know that we are going to be talking about a lot tomorrow. There's going to be two episodes tomorrow. One in the morning and one in the afternoon. And I'll, I'll let you know what it is right now. We're going to talk about Tom Thibodeau becoming the new New York Knicks head coach. And we're also going to talk about Jamal Adams getting traded to the Seattle Seahawks. So that'll be tomorrow. Expect two episodes. Tomorrow will be a lot to talk about tomorrow, and I can't wait. All right. So overall, I thought SmackDown was good, too. I really thought SmackDown was good. So every wrestling show that I watched this week, Monday Night Raw, AEW Dynamite, and then with Friday Night SmackDown, they were all good. I really enjoyed it. You know, you know, SmackDown started off with Bailey and Sasha doing their same old cringy promos. Like, oh, look at us now. We define greatness. Here's a new definition of greatness. It's a picture of them. It's like, all right, get along with it. Get on with it. They are just so cringy and boring. But Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss both came out. And Nikki Cross demanding, you know, a title shot, you know, rematch. Because, you know, well, Bailey didn't win fair and square, obviously. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that match was just a good match at the horror show stream rules, but of course it had that stupid ending like we talked about in the review. But, um, you know, Alexa really, Alexa and Nikki both come out, you know, and talking, and Bailey says, all right, I'll give you a title shot if you beat Alexa Bliss. So now you see the tension kind of building up with Alexa and Nikki now. Because Nikki says, we got to do this. And Alexa's like, nah, I really don't want to do it. And Nikki pushed it to the ground. I'm like, oh, here we go now. Here we go. And I got to say, overall, this match was horrible. It was a terrible, terrible match. It just wasn't good. It was just, it was so boring. There was nothing really interesting about this match other than there is tension between Nikki and Alexa now. But then you have Bailey and Sasha and commentary. And they are the worst on commentary. Like, seriously, they are really bad on commentary. They are not good at all. They are, they are so bad. I understand it's their job to be cringy type of heels. But they are so boring. They're not even funny heels. Some people think they are, but they're not. They're terrible. They're seriously terrible. But, you know, you know, what are you going to do? But Nikki Cross won. You know, she went for the splash on Alexa and she missed it. It looked like she re-injured her ribs because, you know, she had it taped up. And they started talking to Charles Robinson, the referee. Saying, yeah, yeah, I can still go. Like, you know, fake an injury right there. Because Alexa comes in and Nikki rolls her up. Beats her one, two, three. So it's like, maybe Nikki Cross is going to turn heel. So we're kind of seeing her get really pissed off recently. Maybe she actually could be a good heel. When you think of it, maybe she can. Because, I, you know, you know, she was like um, a heel with sanity. Like, she was a crazy type of heel. So, I don't know. That would be kind of something, though, if she does turn heel. It's like, you really like, it's, they're like planting the seeds for it. So next week, officially, it will be Bailey and Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Hopefully, this time, Nikki does win the championship. You know, we all got to see what happens on Monday Night Raw with Asuka and Sasha. Maybe everything's going to all fall down for Bailey and Sasha now, where Sasha doesn't win the Raw Women's Championship. And then Bailey loses the SmackDown Women's Championship. So maybe that happens. Most likely it won't. I feel like 
I feel like Sasha's not going to win the Raw Women's Championship, but I believe Bailey's going to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship because that's what they want to do. Her and Sasha for the SmackDown Women's Championship at SummerSlam. But I mean, who knows? Anything can happen. I hope this time they give Nikki the title. I really hope they do. But we'll see what happens. Alright. So now we get... They were backstage, actually, Alexa and Nikki. After the match, you know, they were talking. Alexa, you kind of see she was supportive for her. Saying, hey, you know, you did what you had to do out there. You know, now let's focus on next week now. I mean, maybe Alexa's going to turn heel on her. Like, maybe she's going to cost her the match. Like, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to tell what will happen. Like, I mean, who knows? Well, all we know is we got to smack that women's championship match next week. All right, so now finally the Firefly Funhouse was back. Had Bray Wyatt talking, you know, saying the Fiend is coming back now. It's his turn. Like, you saw, like, the, you know, the lantern right there that has, like, you know, the old Bray Wyatt's, like, head on there. Wanted to get another chance to keep going at Braun Strowman. He's like, no, you already had your chance. Now it's his turn. I know they, you know, showed some parts of the, the Swamp match, which I absolutely loved. Especially seeing Alexa's, like, Sister Abigail, which I mentioned in the review was beautiful. And, you know, seeing the Fiend come out of the swamp. So, it's like, will we see Strowman on SmackDown next week? Or when's the next time we're going to see him? So, it'll be a matter of time. But, yeah, they are going to do the Fiend versus Strowman at SummerSlam. That's what everybody already knows that's going to happen. But will the Fiend win the title? Will he win it back? Or are they going to keep it on Strowman? Because now they're even. Strowman beat Fire Funhouse, Bray Wyatt, at Money in the Bank. And... Uh, the old Bray Wyatt, you know, follow the buzzards. Bray Wyatt beat Braun Strowman in a swamp match at the Horror Show Extreme Rules. And now you got the Fiend versus Braun Strowman at SummerSlam. That's what it's going to be. So they're even. This is the grudge match right here. It shouldn't be just a singles match. They got to, like, add some kind of stipulation to it. They have to do that. Hopefully they do. Maybe, like, if all the Fiend loses, he has to go away or something, which... Is not going to happen because he's the hottest character in the WWE still. So he ain't going nowhere. So you could do that. Or like make it like an extreme match kind of type. I don't know. Like, <sighs> screw it. How about have them face open a ladders match? Who cares? Just do that. Just do that. And we know Strowman's a big guy. You can get one of those big ladders that Big Show used to use in a ladder match. There you go. Or <sighs> you could do Last Man Standing. You could do, you could do anything. Like, seriously, you could do anything. We'll see what happens. So Matt Riddle was in action against Tony Nese. We haven't seen Tony Nese in a while, like, on main roster television. You know, he's mostly on 205 Live. And I gotta say, he is an underrated wrestler. You know, I believe he'll do big things with wrestling, but not with WWE. You know, we know he is a former Cruiserweight champion, but... He hasn't been used since that's happened. Ever since that happened, they've never, you know, used him, like, properly. They just never have. But hopefully, you know, whenever he does get out of WWE, he'll go, like, to the independent scene, maybe to a different company, and he'll shine there. Maybe he'll become a world champion. So there you go. He's pretty talented. You know, Matt Riddle was kind of a short match, because Matt Riddle definitely needed to win after losing in the Intercontinental Championship match to Styles last week. 
So you get that bounce back when he called out uh, King Corbin, or as I call him, King Boring, because he's boring, he sucks. So he called him out, and they were talking, you know, Corbin out put a bounty on Riddle's head saying, you don't call out anyone like that, including a king, you know, who do you think you are, and stuff like that. And then Nice was about to attack Riddle, Riddle turned around, bang, kicked him right in the head. Like, Riddle is, he's a funny character, not gonna lie. You know, I've watched a lot of his things down at NXT. He is a great character, to be honest. And we know he's got a lot of heat because of, you know, the shit he said about Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. You know, he's got a lot of heat. So, <laughs> it's, it's it's something with him, to be honest. I know he really wants to fight Lesnar. He wants to retire Lesnar. Maybe we'll see that WrestleMania 37 next year. Hopefully, there'll be fans because WrestleMania 37... It's supposed to be in L.A., so let's hope that happens. That would be really nice. Uh, that would be really cool. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, okay, but yeah, I mean, it looks like they are setting up, you know, Riddle and Corbin maybe for SummerSlam, or maybe they're gonna do an episode. Or match with them on an episode of SmackDown. Maybe, like, the winner gets an Intercontinental title match. Because we know Riddle and Styles aren't done just yet. But we'll actually, I'll talk about, like, who I think Styles is probably going to face at SummerSlam for the Intercontinental Championship. Because he was on commentary. We'll get to that in a couple moments. So we have Miz TV with Naomi. And, I mean, I know I've been saying a lot of shit about Naomi. Like, how... With the whole, like, Naomi deserves better thing. I mean, to be honest, I'm still going to stand by it. I mean, she has a WrestleMania moment. She is a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. She won at the Elimination Chamber in 2017 over Alexa Bliss. And then she had to um, relinquish the championship because she was hurt. But then two months later, she came back at WrestleMania 33 and won back the SmackDown Women's Championship. Had a good four-month reign. Overall, as a wrestler, we know, like, when she talks, she is kind of cringy when she speaks. Like, with a promo, she's kind of like, eh, like, I, you know, her character's just, I'm not trying to knock Naomi at all, like, like I said, she's the number one women's wrestler in the WWE, in the whole world, no, she's definitely a top five in the world, but she's number one in WWE, and of course, her fans don't like when you, when you talk bad about her, of course, they don't like that at all, like, on Twitter last night, um, you know, during that segment, you know, WWE posted on Twitter, and you know, some guy just said Naomi's so boring. I mean, he's not wrong, to be honest. She is boring, you know, talking-wise. You know, but... Her promo last night wasn't bad. I'm not gonna lie. Her promo was actually pretty good last night when... You know, she really set Miz and Morrison straight. You know, she seriously did it. And she is one of the most hard-working women in the WWE. She's number one. She's the number one hardest-working woman in the WWE. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And the guy on Twitter just said that Naomi's so boring. And then this other guy, you know, took a screenshot of his profile picture and said, let me actually pull it up actually real quick because I don't know his exact words. Let me actually pull that up real quick. Excuse me. Okay. Let's see. What did he say? What did he say? Oh, yeah. He posted a picture of him saying, what are you even supposed to be? And I mean, come on, like, you really gotta post someone's, you know, profile picture, and the guy actually changed his profile picture, which was pretty sad that he had to do that, I mean, come on, 
<laughs> and then I defended him by saying, imagine making fun of someone's looks because you don't like their opinions. It's pathetic. You know, this guy's a Naomi fanboy. Like, I understand, okay, you like Naomi, okay, cool. But you don't go after someone... Don't go after someone's looks because you don't like their opinion. And the guy he made fun of, he's not an ugly guy. But why do you have to make fun of him? Okay, like, you think his opinion is invalid. Okay, that's fine. You can argue with him in a different way. Instead of taking a screenshot of his profile picture and say, what are you even supposed to be? I'm like, are you? I'm like, really? I mean, I defended the guy, and then this guy replied to me, the guy that um, made fun of, the guy that said Naomi is boring, and he put, like, oh, clown, like, clown emoji, hashtag Naomi deserves better, blow up, whatever. I'm like, well, he didn't say anything back. He just, he called me a clown. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he just, he didn't even, like, you know, answer what I was saying. You, you basically didn't even respond to it. You had nothing to say, because you knew you were wrong. And then you're just even more wrong by not apologizing. Because that's wrong right there. He didn't make fun of you. He didn't take a picture of your, you know, profile picture and put it on there. That's just wrong. I mean, come on, man. Be better than that. There's enough hatred and shit going on in the world. Be better than that. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. And you're going to make fun of someone because of their opinion? Seriously? People really just need to just, oh my god. Like, it's just ridiculous. But then eventually Lacey Evans came out. We don't know whether if she's a heel or whether she's a face. Because she's like the woman version of the big show. Always turning good and always turning bad. It's like one week she could be good and the next week she's bad. I mean with her character, she should just be a heel. A plain heel. You know, she's a sassy southern belle. Just be a heel. And it's like... I mean, she's a good wrestler too, Lacey Evans. But she's had way too many opportunities as it is. I mean, if she got, like, a SmackDown Women's Championship match, I'd be like, okay, Naomi definitely deserves it more than Lacey, even though, you know, Lacey is still, like, new to, like, the main roster and everything. She's been on the main roster for a year, and Naomi's been on the main roster since 2012, so eight years. But Lacey Evans had so many opportunities and lost. It's just, no, I don't want to see Lacey get in that title shot. I'd rather see Naomi and Bailey, because they had a good match at the Super Showdown back in February. They definitely could do it again. But that's not going to be the plan. They're going to do Bailey and Sasha. But yeah, we, you know you know my point that I'm trying to make. So Naomi attacked her because Lacey was, you know, making fun of her, saying she's washed up. And now next week, it's going to be Naomi and Lacey. Whoop-de-doo. Okay, cool. We know Naomi is going to win, obviously. You know, she needs the win. If she loses, then I don't know what's going to happen next. I highly doubt she's going to lose. I, I believe she's going to win. It'll be a good match. They had a good match last week in the match Lacey won. So they'll definitely have a good match again. I just believe, I believe Naomi is going to win. If she loses, then it's like, oh, I mean, like, what's going to happen now? But that whole karaoke bullshit that they did a while ago was so terrible. I was like, oh, my God. Luckily, I wasn't doing a review for that because I started reviews on July 13th. Oh, my goodness. And that was after that. Oh, my because I would have just teared into WWE with that, like a wrestling show with karaoke. That's some good shit, Vince. But um, yeah, I mean, like I said, the, ma- the match will be good. The match will be good next week, but we know Naomi's gonna win. I'm not knocking if she wins. She wins, okay, good. <laughs> I really can't stand Lacey to be honest. Like I really can't. Like her character gets annoying after a while. So 
I don't care really who wins. I rather I would rather Naomi, but just it's like this is so dumb. It's so dumb. Alright, but whatever. But now backstage we saw Big E waiting for Kofi to get out of the uh the training room. And Kofi told Big E he's gonna be out for six weeks. So I think Kofi I think he's legit hurt, you know, and he's been working his ass off ever since last you know, I mean not not ever since last year. His whole career he has, especially last year though when he had his WWE championship run. You know, he went to a lot of Kofi Kingston last year. You know, you think that, you know, the journey of 11 years and then finally becoming WWE champion. No, now, now you are the champion and now all the spotlight's on you now. You know, you're going to be the one for all the interviews. It's like you get worn out. So he'll be out six weeks. You know, I think legit he is. He's definitely probably hurt. I think it's legit. So at least he'll be away for a little while and get to relax, you know, heal his body. So he is going to miss SummerSlam, it looks like. So at least, yeah, he'll come, out, he'll come back after SummerSlam. Maybe the New Day finally reunite after SummerSlam. Because Woods has been out since... Damn, when's, it, when's the last time we saw Woods? Was it, like, last year, I think? I'm almost, I'm almost sure it's been a year since we've seen Xavier Woods. It's been a long time. So maybe that'll be the time. Let me actually check. I'll actually take a quick look. Like, when's the last time we've seen him? Let's see, Xavier Woods. I actually got to take a look. Because he's currently active with an Achilles injury. So we know those type of injuries, those are bad right there. Those keep you out for a long time. Let's take a look. Um, So it was actually on October 21st. So he's been out for almost a year. And the injury would sideline him for six months to a year. So we're getting pretty close. It's been been nine months so we got three more we got fucking we got august we got the rest of this month then we got august september and then october so yes october 21st the last time we saw xavier woods was at a live event where he got hurt oh man like that's what those live events like you gotta be really scared to wrestle those events you gotta be you gotta be scared to wrestle anytime but especially at the live events that's where most of it goes down when people get hurt like look at seth rollins how he got hurt back in 2015 when he wrestled Kane, and then he was out till, uh, um, he was out till May, and he had to vacate the WWE Championship. So, I mean, hopefully we'll see the New Day reunite after SummerSlam. That's gonna be my prediction. That's my prediction right there. The New Day will reunite fully after SummerSlam. That's my prediction right there. Hopefully they do, because I miss all three of them together. Alright, but, you know, Colby was saying, it's your turn now. You know, maybe they are going to set up something with Big E and AJ for the, Inter- for the Intercontinental Championship. Maybe they're going to do that. That would be nice. And it is good to see Big E get his own singles run for a while. Because he deserves it. And Kofi's right, you know, that Big E has been selfless. You know, even when Kofi was WWE Champion, you know, Big E could have easily said, you know, I want a match for the WWE Championship. He never asked for it. Never at all. You know, these guys have been a group for six years now. It's been all love. I thought maybe like in 2016 they were going to break them up when they had the feud with the Wyatt family, but no. Didn't happen. I thought it was close to happening, but no. Ever since then, there's never been like any other tension between between all three of them. But I hope Big E does have a good singles run for a while because he deserves it. That was some good love we saw between him and Kofi last night on SmackDown, so that was good. 
So now we get to the Fatal 4-Way match, determining who faces AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Championship next week on Friday Night SmackDown. It was Grant Mentally, Lindsay Dorado, Drew Gulak, and Shorty G. And this was an amazing Fatal 4-Way match. Like, this was one of the best matches I've seen on SmackDown in a while. Or just in WWE. Not just in WWE in general. Let me not say that. On SmackDown. Let's just say that. Because... The Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross match was definitely one of the worst matches I've seen in WWE in a while. <laughs> Let's just be honest there. But no, this Fatal Four match is a really good match. Gremlins leak got the W. You know, a lot of people, including me, would have expected like Shorty G because AJ was talking about him a lot on commentary. That's why I think he's gonna wrestle down the, down the line at SummerSlam. I think it's gonna be AJ and Shorty G. That's who I think it's gonna be. And Shorty G reminds me a lot of Kurt Angle. Like, seriously. He's an Olympic gold medalist. He's got the look, too. He's, you know, he's also kind of like his height as well. He's also, like, with a small stature. Like, Kurt was kind of small in the ring, you know, compared to the guys he wrestled. Shorty G could be exactly like him. But now, Kurt Angle, they pushed to the roof when he came to WWE. I think he came, like, either late 1999 or early 2000. And he was champion in 2000. I forget, like one month he won the WWE Championship I'm not fully sure but they pushed him to the top like with no hesitation and he became one of the best characters in WWE history but no I feel like that's too late to do with Shorty G because you know if you really wanted to make the next Kurt Angle you would have had to push him like to the roof but I think all with social media now like people don't like when a guy gets pushed so quickly yeah I, I understand if social media was around back then, maybe people wouldn't like Kurt Angle getting the push right away. But, you know, back to the Fatal 4 match. I thought it was really good. We had AJ Styles on commentary. He's funny on commentary. So that's what I like to hear on commentary. You know, funny stuff from a guest. Not cringy stuff between Sasha and Bailey. It's just, they're so boring. Like, Vince really likes this? He's probably backstage laughing, Vince McMahon. Because, of course, he laughs at all the terrible shit. But with AJ, he's probably like, oh, my God, I can't wait for to get him off commentary. He's so boring. Probably, probably does that. But an overall, really good Fatal 4 match. You know, I feel like they just said, hey, fuck it, go out there and have fun. And they put on a really good match. And Grand Mentalik, you know, one of my favorite wrestlers, you know, I liked him in the Cruiserweight division. Then he went away for a while. And then he finally came back. I'm like, oh, about time. And he, him, Kalisto, we haven't seen Kalisto in a long time. I don't think he's hurt. I think he's probably maybe because of the travel, that he's not allowed to travel back at all right now because I think he's I believe he's in Mexico I'm almost sure that he is maybe he can't travel back to the states that could be a reason but you know him Lindsay Dorado and Kalisto you know they built up a really good tag team Lucha House Party they're really entertaining at first it's kind of been like a goofy kind of gimmick kind of like similar to the New Day and when they start off it's like a goofy kind of gimmick but down the line, you will take these guys seriously. And Lucha House Party, I think, is going to win the Tag Team Championships, you know, sooner than later. They just have to. But now, it is good to see Grand Mentally get an opportunity against AJ Styles, you know, one of the best wrestlers in the world. That's like a dream match right there. Because Grand Mentally is just awesome. The king of the ropes. He's amazing. I'm shocked WWE really hasn't seen his full potential. But now, maybe they are right now. This is a huge opportunity for him to go out there and prove himself against AJ Styles on SmackDown for the Intercontinental Championship. It's a huge opportunity. I think a lot of these 
these four guys, I think, may have woken up a lot of guys, you know, backstage in WWE. All the backstage guys. You know, because these four went out there and they poured their hearts out in this match. They really had a good match. They went out there and they poured their hearts out and they were just amazing. All four amazing wrestlers. You know, AJ, in that match, well... People that, the people that were in that match that AJ's beaten so far is Gulak so now next it seems like it's going to be Manta League now you have Dorado and Shorty G so maybe Dorado gets an opportunity after Manta League and then Shorty G gets the last opportunity at SummerSlam so maybe they do that but we know this match is going to be awesome I really hope it is the main event of SmackDown next week it's kind of something though when the Intercontinental Championship is the main event but not the Universal Champion you know that's you know, it kind of sucks for Braun, but come on. Who are you going to put in your main event? AJ or Braun? No matter who has a championship, you have to go with AJ. Even if there's no championship with AJ, you have to put him in the main event over Braun Strowman. I mean, come on. I know that kind of sucks because Strowman is the universal champion. He's a main champion. Like, he's a world champ right there. It's just... It is what it is. But now we get to our... Oh, we'll get to our main event in a second. So we know... So we know... Next week, Otis and Mandy Rose are back. Yawn. I'm not looking forward to that whatsoever. It's disgusting how Otis... Um, it's, it's really disgusting how Otis... Won the money in the bank back in, uh, back in May. Like, seriously, I feel like Vince would have lost his shit doing that. <sighs> it's just... Uh, I really don't know, but... I'm not looking forward to seeing him and Mandy Rose back on TV. I, I just really am not. I, I, I'm seriously not. <sighs> but we also know when next we got Bailey and Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And AJ Styles versus... Grand Mental League for the Intercontinental Championship. So we do have a good card for next week. Other than Otis' fat ass. We don't want to see him on TV. I mean, I don't care how people like him. I mean, there were some people that actually enjoyed him winning at Money in the Bank. I'm like, you actually like seeing him win? Are you kidding me? It was so terrible. I was like, oh my god. I can't see this guy as a world champion. I seriously can't. It's going to look so terrible if it even happens. Like, they're seriously making the money to make it look like a joke. The last, you know, um... The last, uh... The last four years, to be exact. When Corbin won Money in the Bank, he failed his cash-in. When Strowman won the Money in the Bank, he failed his cash-in. And then Brock Lesnar entered the match in 2019, and then he won it. He wasn't even in the match. He just put himself in there, and he won and then you got this goof Otis as Mr. Money in the Bank. Like, they've seriously made it a joke ever since John Moxley won it back in 2016. They're known as Dean Ambrose, but John Moxley, you know, excuse me, that's his real name, John Moxley. Or actually, it's Jonathan Good, but John Moxley is what we know him as. Not that PG version right there, Dean Ambrose. But you know what I mean. That's the last time the Money in the Bank was actually good. I mean, he cashed it in actually that night. <laughs> but, you know, it's whatever. The last time we seen someone have a successful cash-in with holding the briefcase for a long time was Sheamus back in 2015 when he held it from June to Survivor Series in November when he cashed in on Roman. But it's just, it's whatever. Just, 
uh, it sucks. But yeah, now we get to our main event with Sheamus and Jeff Hardy in the bar fight. And I gotta be honest, I thought this was gonna be really stupid, but it was really good. I liked how Jeff referenced Matt saying he had to delete his WWE career, and I'm not gonna delete mine. Even though I wish Jeff would delete his WWE career and go join Matt in AEW so they could be the Hardy Boys once more. Now, that wouldn't that be something, though? Them being the Hardy Boys one more time, but this time in AEW. Because they've been the Hardy Boys in WWE, Impact, I believe, Ring of Honor, all over the world. They've been the Hardy Boys. Hopefully, we'll see it one more time. But yeah, um, it was really good. It was really good. I actually really enjoyed it. Especially when Jeff, when they started off, he just threw the beer in Sheamus' face. And the most disgusting part of it, though, was when, when fucking Sheamus, you know, flushed the urinal and the water's going in Jeff's mouth. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was getting disgusted. I'm like, this is disgusting. But it's good because Sheamus is being that vicious heel, which, you know, is awesome. I just always hate when he calls him a junkie. It's like, oh, my God. Like, come on. Like, seriously? But Jeff really proved him wrong. That was that was some bar fight, though. It was really good. And then we saw, like, the bartender get involved towards the end. And believe me, a lot of people were saying, well, that bartender is going to have a great WWE career because we'll see him eventually come back or a great wrestling career wherever he goes because I'm pretty sure he is a wrestler. I don't know who he is, but I'm sure he's got to be a wrestler. And who knows? Maybe he'll be a world champion one day. That would be pretty funny. But, um, yeah. That was actually pretty good. You know, when the bartender got involved and Jeff Hardy powered on him through the table and then Sheamus hit Jeff with a chair and he put his hat on Jeff's face and then he took a... had a nice drink of beer right there and he took off the hat from Jeff's face and he had the face paint on. And he was in a different mode right there. Took Sheamus down and then did the swanton bomb on top of the ladder. One, two, three. It's over. Hopefully this feud is finally over. And if it is, we had a good ending to it. But you can't but you can say this though, they are one and one. They're one and one when you think of it, so maybe there is gonna be a grudge match. It's like, oh, you really don't wanna see that to be honest. Like please just let it end right now. That's it. Don't go any further with the storyline. Cause now Seamus can't talk, because Jeff won in the bar fight right there and didn't give in. So, I mean, uh, who knows? But it was good. It was a good ending to SmackDown. All three wrestling shows I watched this week were actually good. Raw was good. Dynamite was good. And now SmackDown was good. So I got to give props to wrestling this week. It was good. I really enjoyed it. Hopefully next week, let's hope it stays consistent where all shows are good. We know Raw's card. Raw's card looks pretty good so far. Dynamite's card looks good. And SmackDown's card looks good. So... Let's hope, let's just hope that all three shows are good next week as well. Just have to hope for it. But alright guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Like I said, tomorrow there will be two episodes. The Knicks hiring Tom Thibodeau and the Jets trading Jamal Adams to the Seahawks. So be ready for tomorrow. Talk to you guys then.